As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And away we go. Live Bet Saturday, NFL Divisional Saturday here live from the D in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Jared Smith, joined by Mike Palm and Brian Ortega. And, and here we go, guys. I mean, we are about 25 minutes away or so from kickoff here in the first of four NFL Divisional games this weekend it is the houston texans the upstart houston texans the toast of the town over the last week after their very impressive upset or just win not an upset but i guess just getting to this point mike uh after what we saw uh, early in the season with where the texans were with their win total and now here they are playing on divisional saturday um their opponent is the incumbent uh the top the top dog in the afc the number one seed the baltimore ravens and, Mike, we've seen this number kind of stretch out to 10 here today, but you were just telling me before we went on air, up until a few hours ago, it was a lot of Texans love, and you guys needed the Ravens, but now it seems the book's getting a little balanced. Yeah, we held at 9.5, taking, the, uh, taking the, the Texans' money, didn't yeah. go down to 9. Uh, and here came the Baltimore money today. So this really actually balanced it out. We don't want it to land ten. Other than that, we're pretty. <laughs> you're right. Other than that, we're pretty, pretty balanced on this game. Um, and uh, it's when all is said and done, this game will probably do about forty percent of the right that the late game will do today. Interesting. And and that is in uh, in terms of context. Um, I, I would say around the betting world this week, in terms of what the public was loving. C.J. Stroud and the Texans were at the top of the list. All of the big books, you know, were, were, were putting Houston among Green Bay as well in there in terms of the underdogs that were getting a whole lot of love against the spread. I, I'm on the other side of that coin, and, and we can get into, you know, how we feel about this game specifically. But when I broke it down, I, I, I thought that Baltimore, all of the stuff I've heard, oh, Lamar Jackson off the, you know, off the bye in the playoffs, and how up for they, what have he done, what has he done in the playoffs in the history? None all that was noise to me because of just how impressive the Ravens have looked the times they've managed up this year. I mean, they're 5-0 and against teams in the playoffs. The, the game against the Niners really stands out. And, yeah, you don't want to lay double digits in the playoffs. I, I get that. But I, I just feel like Baltimore is the side here. I didn't play a side. Um, I'll tell you what my thought process sure. was going into this. Here's, here's my first take on it. So Gil and Kelly did a great segment back in mid-August that's gotten retweeted here in the last couple of weeks, back when they were still at South Point. About every year since 2000, a team with a season win total under 500 has made the playoffs. 19 of the 23 years, two or more have. This year, four teams. Yeah. Four teams with a win total. Now, 17 games obviously makes sure. eight. Is it under, under 500 now, where it would have been at 500 with the 16-game schedule. But the Rams, yep, uh, Tampa Bay, yep, um, Houston, and the Packers, right? And the Packers and all had win totals under 500. All four of those teams covered last weekend. Wow. They were teams playing with nothing to lose, right? House money teams. Yeah, I where, heard that a lot this where week. Where 
you could argue in some of those cases there was pressure. I mean, the expectations, even though Cleveland was the wild card, were high. Yeah. Um, everything Flacco had done, their defense was ranked number one. Blah, yeah, blah, I blah, fell blah, for blah. that last week. Blah, Hook, blah, blah, line, blah, and sinker. Yeah, blah, 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 blah with them. Um, you know, you, you could argue that. In this game, if you took that angle, the Texans are the house money. Sure. So that's one, that's one angle on it. Second angle is Baltimore's rested here, and they're healthy, as healthy as they've been all year. Yeah. Third angle is, does Lamar have a lot to prove? Yeah, but the pressure on Dak, I think, was different because Dak doesn't have two MVPs. Lamar, totally agree. Lamar's about to have two MVPs, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a different kind of pressure. Third argument here is that we haven't seen Lamar with Todd Munkin as his OC in the playoffs. Totally We've seen it with Greg Roman, who was a very focused run game coach. And when they got behind and he had to throw it, he's had more experience throwing out of the pocket. Yep. Not a lot, but they've been more explosive when he has had to do so this year. So I think it's a different version. I don't want to lay nine and a half or ten. You could talk me into a teaser yeah. with them. And there's three teasable games this weekend, yep. and I know you've talked about the math on three-team teasers. With these two-team teasers, the juice getting out of sure. hand. It you is. Don't look at the three-team teasers. But my play on this game is I, I didn't get the move. Um, my biggest bet last weekend was over Cleveland and and Houston. I like it. I like. I bet this game at over 43 and a half as I the like number it. came down. I think, you know, I'm. I don't think Houston can run the ball. That means he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. That means just like last week in Cleveland, there's four or five more drives because the clock isn't running as much, right? It's tough in the NFL when you have all those multiple drives not to get points out of them. Yep. It just happens. That game started out punt, punt, punt last weekend, and then it was almost over the total by halftime. I played it over, and I lean Ravens on a teaser, but I don't have a play on the side. Yeah, I, I, I like the overlook. I, I think if, if you just look at the Ravens offense, and I, I think – the recency bias with Baltimore is really strong. But if you go back to about midseason when Munkin's offense kind of clicked, that's where you saw Baltimore become a lot more explosive. I'm not worried about the rest or the rust because from everything I've read this week, granted, I wasn't there. I'm here in Vegas. I'm not in Baltimore. But everything I've read this week, it was not a vacation for the Ravens. They treated the bye week like it was all hands on deck. They're playing physical in practice and, and a high intensity level. And I think from what I've read and heard from John Harbaugh's interviews, that was a di like that's a change from what they did the last time they were on the bye. I think Todd Munkin is re and really Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham. So Zay Flowers actually top five in the league in missed tackles forced. And the Texans have one of the worst tackling teams in the NFL defensively. I know it sounds crazy because D'Amico Ryans is their defensive coordinator. And he's done a great job with scheme. But scheme and then actually putting guys in the right place and having them execute is a very, very different thing. So I could absolutely see this game becoming a pass funnel because the Ravens are going to be more aggressive. And if the Texans fall behind, they're going to put the ball in C.J. Stroud's hands. I don't think Houston's like a smash mouth running team. That's not what they do well. So to me, Brian, I, I don't know if you want to chime in with uh, any any picks you've got out of the gate here, but to me, Baltimore and the over is the way that I'm, I'm looking at this one. Yeah, I think so. Well, I I, I think the under might be in play because of how good the, the Texans defense weather is. Weather too. We don't know the wind yeah. and the weather could also play a factor. And it I feels think. like always like the Ravens have a lot really long grass for some reason over in Baltimore. That has nothing to do with it. Not sure. that it's going to slow you down or anything. But I don't know. I think... I think it's going to be a tough game for sure. Like Mike said, I don't think Lamar Jackson's in the same position as Dak where he has to prove something. Everyone knows Lamar Jackson's the man. He does have to prove himself in the playoffs for sure. Um, but again, I think this... I think this is going to be a close game depending on, you know, it's how I bet the game. I took the Texans this morning at plus 10, but it's a good I mean, number. one of these games I think is going to get out of hand. Um, I think it might be the 49ers Packers game, which pains me as a Packers fan. So I think this one <laughs> might stay and closer owner. inside of the number. But yeah, so um, I just feel like one of these games is going to get out of hand at some point. Um, hopefully it's the Packers one, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, Mike, were you surprised at all that we didn't see a, a, a stronger move in, in the beginning of the week towards Baltimore? Because from what I was seeing, if this number was maybe early in the season, this game was played early in the season and the Texans weren't coming off of a blowout win in the playoffs, probably started at double digits. Well, week one, we saw this game, right? Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if you can draw a lot from that. The Houston offensive line didn't hold up at no, all. I mean, they struggled watched, in the red zone, too. If, if, if you watched that game, he was under siege yeah. every time he dropped back. But that seems like a lifetime ago. 
that was actually our biggest need of week one is we needed the Texans. Everybody bet Baltimore, right? So I said it there. Is this going to be a replay of week one where they're just going to line up to bet Baltimore? It didn't happen. You had this Houston story, right? It's going to maybe coach of the year. He's going to steal that from Stefanski at the end. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. They go and they win that game in Indianapolis. Then they, I mean, they, the offense looked so good last week and the narrative of Lamar in the playoffs, Lamar in the... That's, that's where right? I keep going to. And, like, to me, the narrative of Lamar in the playoffs makes no sense to me. Those games were four years ago with a different offensive coordinator and a completely different complement of receivers. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, to me, the Derrick Henry game, right? Tennessee came in, yeah. got the lead, yeah. Derrick Henry. A the, bulldozer. The first Lamar playoff game is interesting, though, from this perspective of... You know, and I've criticized Anthony Lynn and his game management for years. Oh, yeah. It turns out he wasn't even the worst Chargers coach in the last five. <laughs> but remember when Anthony Lynn went in there and they they played nickel the whole game and yeah. dime against him? And they made and him They just throw played the it. zone. They made him throw. Yeah. They limited his scrambling ability because they were in that. And that seemed to be his recipe. Can they do that now? I think he has much better weapons now to do much that. Better, right? Much yeah. better offensive coordinator. Yeah. A much better yeah. brain calling yeah. plays on the sidelines. Um do we want to do first touchdowns now? Or we want to do it on the other side. Uh, we'll do it to the other side. But okay. how do you feel about the first, number one? We kind of touched on it before, sure. but we do have a graphic for this about one seeds coming up in the divisional round. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you do you ever look at this? Because they're only ten and ten in the lot. Well, they're ten. It's because 10 and the 10 spreads are so big. I, I, yeah. I think the you know it's. I also saw that this is, might be a wild card weekend thing, but double digit wild card favorites tend to do really well, which that was last week. Yeah. How do you in the divisional round? How do you guys think that plays into with those I, double digit favorites? Well, I think that the, the slipper Cinderella slipper tends to come off in the divisional round. And when it round. comes <laughs> off, it falls off hard and it hits with a thud. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I think also in the playoffs, the games tend to get out of hand a lot more mm. because you get overly aggressive fourth and eight in your own end because this is it like we have to go yeah. for it it's the season yeah. with eight minutes to go yeah and <laughs> it's like pulling your goalie yeah. down three with 10 minutes left like you just you see more games kind of go out of hand on the outlier score lines i make one more point for the over and i bet both these games over actually the san francisco team total over 29 and a half is my biggest bet of the day okay in the wild card round, based off of the regular season statistics of the teams that played last weekend, offensive holding penalties were down 54%. I noticed that. Did you notice they were letting them play? Tends to favor the overs. These, they do not want to call these penalties. Yep. Offensive holding is the biggest single factor to unders as, as defensive pass interference is the overs. So keep that in mind. It might continue to translate into and this Sean weekend. And Sean Hockley is uh, refing uh, tonight. So we'll get... Right, he's doing. I think he's, he's doing. No, he's, he's doing. He's doing the Buffalo game tomorrow. Yeah, he's eight doing. Two Chiefs are yeah, eight he's two. Doing the Chiefs. <laughs> so keep that in the back of your mind before betting the Chiefs Bills tomorrow. Hockley on the call. We are just getting started here on Live Bet Saturday. A ton more to get to, including kickoff from M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Ravens Texas Divisional Saturday. Stay with us here on Visa. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. All right, Beeson Live Bet Saturday continues. Jared with Mike Von Bryan, Ortega live from the D. Let's get right into the props. We've got about, oh, five, ten minutes or so till kickoff. I'm seeing uh, the ESPN crew making their game picks right now. They're all picking the Ravens. Um, great. Awesome. Love, love it. Love that. A few, a couple of them, though, do have the Texans covering. So I guess that's uh, at least somewhat solace for my Ravens yeah, pick. Yeah, Mar- Marcus had 31 to 20. Yeah, that's a smart wow. that's a smart play uh, because that means Ravens covering because they're covering this game. All right, um, Brian, walk me through your because we kind of all collected our first touchdown wagers. I've got Likely and Jackson, um, Isaiah Likely and Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to give you a whole lot of analysis here. They're they're darts. Have fun with these, uh, Brian. What? What are, what, are, what are we thinking? So here? I think I actually did the same thing you did because I okay. did like Isaiah Likely coming into this. I love um, the tight ends. So always in this market. I took him first touchdown to score here at Circa, which is plus one, uh, plus nine twenty-five. It's a good number on Likely. Which yeah. I think you guys can maybe extrapolate on this that if you like somebody to score a first touchdown, maybe sprinkle something on them anytime touchdown just in case. That makes sense. Um, by the way, Isaiah Likely, I did not see available. He probably was, but I, again, there was a huge line. So. Um, tip to you guys make sure you get the apps and then i also took lamar jackson because he might roll out and score obviously yep, love lamar i also like to get one on the other side so i do have nico collins uh, at 10 to 1 um i think he's going to be a target if cj Stroud throws the ball cj Stroud really doesn't uh rush a lot anymore especially after getting no. injured pretty early in the season so i took nico collins uh also a fun one first team to score i took the texans i like the texans this game um i took it at plus money plus 175 and, uh, oh, just wow, that's case, not a bad number, actually. Yeah. Just in case those of you that were interested, I hit on this last week. First score of the game, any other score is plus 115. So essentially a safety or a field goal. Sometimes these playoff games, you're trying to feel each other out, get points on the board. I like to fire any, time, uh, any other score if it is plus money. I don't hate that. I, I think the, uh, the plus 175 on the Texans to score first might, right? Like it's a coin flip. They might lose the coin flip or even if they win the coin flip and they defer and they take, right? So it's a very hard to judge in this game. Yeah. I, you know what I like? Uh, this it's just an interesting thought. But but I bet a small amount on this. I bet the 49ers minus two and a half in the third quarter. All right. Because I believe they will get the ball first after half. Because if LaFleur wins, he's going to take the ball. 100%. He's I, very yeah. confident in yeah. his script. And he's been yes. taking the ball and, and, and scoring. I was surprised right? they took the ball last week. But then you see the opening script for Green Bay. And yep. you're like, all right, yep. now I know why they take the ball. The only thing is if he feels against San Francisco, he's not likely to score a touchdown. Maybe he defers. But I think he's going to keep rolling. I agree. And I think Jordan Love and the offense are in his ear. And they get confidence from it. That. So they'll get the ball first after half. I love half. that. I, and you know what it reminds me of? This is a crazy story. But the 2014 Super Bowl, Broncos Seahawks. The game, the ball, when the the first snap of the game went over yeah, Peyton Manning's safety. head. The I remember going into that game, and I knew the Broncos were going to get the ball first because in every game that year, the Broncos took the ball and they won the call, the toss. In every game that year, when Seattle won the toss, they deferred. So I'm like, oh, Broncos first quarter. Like this is uh, this is great. And then the first snap over its head, and I'm like, oh, well, there goes that bet. <laughs> Back then, I remember because we had William Hill. We didn't have our own All book right. then, right? So we didn't want the players to lose. We wanted them to win. But 
<laughs> they bet the Broncos, and then they everybody loaded up on the Broncos second half again, right? Oh. And they ran the kickback, <laughs> and everybody went busted. There was who nobody left kick- to play who, slots. Who was and, that that ran the kickback? Slots and tables afterwards. It was awful. Man, that was – I did a show with Brandon Marshall recently, not the oh. receiver, the, the, the Broncos yeah. linebacker that was in that game. You know, they won the Super Bowl the next year um, when they played the Panthers. Or excuse me, it was the prior year when, when, when they beat the Panthers. And then, and then the following year um, was the Seahawks game. Or I, I might have gotten the uh, order reversed there. But uh, he was telling me that that game, they knew after that kickoff, they're like, they just gave up. Like, it, it, was, it was just, it. that was Boom. it. They went into half <laughs> thinking they had they a shot. They were going to get back into this. And, and then that the play, it was, it was completely over. All right, so first touchdowns, Isaiah Likely, Lamar Jackson, and you like Collins. I'll throw in Schultz. So I, I did bet a couple other random props I have for this game. Um, I did bet both the Likely and the Schultz receiving yards to the over. I got them, like, low to mid-30s. I think Schultz was 33 and Likely was 35. Obviously, the angle with Likely is just Lamar ja- or excuse me, Mark Andrews being out and Lamar Jackson utilizing I mean he has been a really big weapon for this team um, the back half of this year without Mark Andrews on the Schultz side the one thing the Ravens are actually consistent at not defending well this year has been the tight end and there ain't a whole lot of meat on the bone left for this Houston offense I mean Noah Brown's out Tank Dell's out I I think Schultz has kind of been the security blanket and to Mike's point the last time these teams played it was pressure 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 on CJ Stroud well the tight end kind of being that security blanket outlet over the middle of the field I thought was a decent matchup. So we'll go Stroud um, to find Schultz a few times. I also parlayed um, the receptions prop for Schultz and likely three each. So I bought a reception. They're both at three and a half. So I bought it down to two and a half, parlayed them both together. It's like plus 110 uh, to do that together. So I think tight ends, again, tight ends to me, always the undervalued part of the prop market, especially this time of year. Um, I, I, I love these big guys to find the end zone so hopefully we'll get likely um in there first let's move on mike because we, we do have another game we got a few minutes here um, per, before this one starts per, percy harvin that's right percy harvin. harvin get a good that's a good name drop to get on the show yeah. um the speaking of name drops the late game i think is really intriguing niners and and and, and packers Obviously, the hot hand effect for C.J. Stroud, you can kind of put Jordan Love in that category, too. I think the intriguing part of this game, unlike the first game, these coaching staffs know each other better than anyone. And when you have two teams like these, these are offensive minded teams to begin with. But when you have two offensive minded coaches that really know each other well, they help out with the defensive game planning throughout the week. So I'm curious what wrinkles these two guys throw here. For Green Bay, it's a lot of youth, the youngest team in the NFL. For the Niners, more experience. But you could still make the case that Brock Purdy's not the more experienced quarterback in this spot. Um, He has some playoff experience, but now so does Jordan Love. Uh, Where do you stand on this game? What does the book need? What's been the vibe this week, Niners-Packers? This has actually been very balanced action. We're going to need the under. Okay. Uh, People betting the over like we did or I did. I think about Purdy, and, and, and on several shows this week, I talked about quarterbacks' pressure this week for the quarterbacks, yeah. right? Dak last week was a great spot. Oh, my I talked goodness. about Lamar, right? And it's an interesting argument that Paul Howard and Michael Lombardi both made to me, but for different reasons, that Purdy has the most pressure of anybody playing in the divisional round. Paul Howard's argument is... If he plays poorly, it's going to affect his income Agreed. and his contract, right? And he, he hasn't got anything locked up at all. And so he has the pressure of him and his family's own financial success. And Michael Lombardi made this point. If San Francisco wins this game, it's going to be because of their defense and their weapons. It will have nothing to do with no one will talk about Purdy. And if they lose the game, it's because of Purdy. He says he's got no win in this game as, as a narrative coming out of it. Yeah, I, I can buy that. Brian, being the two-time Packers owner that you are, <laughs> what is your narrative here? We all know where I probably stand. By the way, I broke dress code today just to wear a Packers like hoodie shirt thing. I think you look sharp, this, bud. I don't. Until they're down is, 17 this, nothing in the first sure quarter, then you got to take it off. Um, but no, I mean, I really... Th- no, I got to keep them on. Um, <laughs> I love the Packers. The Packers 
Packers at 10. I really like that. I yeah, mean, I, I took a nibble at 10. But Just again, a nibble. So this contradicts what I said earlier, where I think this game could get out of hand, especially if the Niners get out early. You get Debo Samuel running across the field. Same thing with Brandy Ayuk. Um, and the Packers are really, really weak in the center part of the field. Their linebacking core is banged up. They're really going to be tested today. So I really think that if the Niners can get the ball going in the middle part of the field and also get Christian McCaffrey worked in and get the running game going, it's going to be a long day for the Packers. Mm. So just like everybody said all week, it's really going to be between can the defenses stop the offenses? Because really both of them are really on a hot streak. And then, I mean, this is a, this is a kind of a big game for Jordan Love. I think he's going to get an extension. <laughs> yeah, it's the most important game of his life. Well, yeah, of course. But <laughs> it's not as big as it is for Brock Purdy, like Mike explained. I, I agree with that. The, we the know, pressure's more on Purdy. Uh, just knowing the Packers, the Packers are going to sign Jordan Love to a long-term deal, yep. no matter what. He overperformed this year. But Brock, I think it's definitely a big, big, big game for Brock Purdy. Yeah. I, uh, I I think it's going to be about will the San Francisco offense stop themselves by mistakes. I don't think Green Bay stopping them. If you go back and look at the Dallas game, their drives, drop pass on yep. third down, drop pass on third down. Dak takes a ridiculous sack in field goal range, yep. and then they throw a pick six. That's yep. their first four drives. What the Packers didn't stop them. They nope. made mistakes on their own, right? Yeah. You know, you you know, the Bears the last weekend. That's on the road in weather yep. uh, against a quarterback that's not the best passer. You know what I mean? You, you were playing a quarterback. O'Connell made a horrible decision to switch to Hall that game, and, and it yeah, didn't pan out bad. for them. But like against a good offense, this Green Bay team's going to give up points. Yep. It's more about the best interest to me is how will the San Francisco defense stop this offense because yeah. they're clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. They are so. Efficient. They beat the Bears by eight. It was like a 30-point game if you watch yeah. the game, right? Yeah. And they can run the ball. I think you have to take away the run, and you've got to get some pressure. Some pressure on Love. I mean, Love sat back there. Dallas was sitting five, and he was just waiting, waiting over the middle, waiting. I mean, they got nothing on him. Yeah. They've got to be able to generate some pressure. Yeah. I think if San Francisco gets to a lead, this will cascade downhill. I think if the Packers get off to a lead, if they get to a two-possession two lead at any point, they might win this game. San Francisco doesn't play well from behind. We have saw them struggle in the close games. We really have. And I've got some interesting numbers. I did some deep dives this yeah. week on the Packers running game and the types of runs that they like to do and the way that the Niners defense is kind of constructed. It, that Like Aaron Jones, like yeah. like that, that could be the guy, not Jordan Love, Aaron yeah. Jones. That could be the difference maker for the Packers here to keep them in it. All right, we are moments away from kickoff. On the other side, hey, it's the playoffs, baby. This is Vod Bet Saturday on Beeson. Stay with us. Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game, get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VSIN only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the code VSIN. The crown is yours. All right, Live Bet Saturday rolls on. Jared Smith, Mike Palm, Brian Ortega, live from the D. We just saw the national anthem at M&T Bank Stadium. At first blush, looked like calm winds and nice, maybe a little cold conditions um, in Baltimore today, but nothing overly dramatic. And then all of a sudden, right at the end of the national anthem, we saw a huge wind gust almost blow over uh, the color guard holding up the flags. And I don't know whoever was singing the national anthem, but she was holding on for dear life. <laughs> the end there um and and that seems to be the early vibe right mike like i i, I wanted to watch this this first quarter or at least the first couple of drives um and see if the weather was going to be a factor i did take a small piece of the over you really like the over yeah. the only thing i think derails it is if we get some crazy wind gusts or some crazy yeah. weather that kind of wreaks havoc on this game in the second half because i do think the vibe for me is baltimore is going to come out fast the texans defense might not be ready for it and then that turns houston into an obvious pass funnel situation with cj stroud and the texans playing from behind let me ask you this question jared what would you estimate of your overall betting volume happens in-game versus pre-flop? 10% in-game. Like, That's I, it. I, I'm, huh? I'm, yeah. I'm not. So, to be fair, I used to be a much stronger in-game better when I used to host a lot of evening live betting shows. Now that I'm sitting on my couch and watching a lot of these games, because I do a lot of my content in the mornings, 
I, it's almost like a set it and forget it mentality. Now, that's not to say I'm leaving meat on the bone by not betting live more, but it's almost like a brain power thing. Like I just, by the time I make the bet, do the research and hit submit, I'm not doing content later at night, so I just kind of let, let sleeping yeah. dogs lie. I, I would say I'm 60-40 in-game. Yeah, and, and if I was more of a night owl, I would be probably in that split. And when I was hosting shows, live shows late at night, that was absolute. it was probably more 50-50. Um, this is one of those spots where if I do see uh, weather, especially yeah. not being as much of a fact, because that's why, right, like that's why this total moved down, right? It was 45 yeah. to 43. We opened 46. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty big move yeah. to go down two and a half points yeah. in, a, in a playoff game, not expecting the weather to kind of be a factor. If it is a factor, well, then the closing total probably was correct. If weather is not a factor in this game, I think 45, 46 probably should have been the closing total. Looks like the Texans will get the ball first. I didn't see who won the toss. I'm assuming Houston won the toss, or excuse me, Baltimore won the toss and deferred. That's kind of the vibe these days with these teams. Uh, but we will see C.J. Stroud. They all want to uh, win the middle eight. They all want to win eight. the middle I mean, eight. Does that matter to you? <laughs> Does it matter to you as a bookmaker? Well, I, I, not, not really. As a better, I get frustrated by some coaches like, and, and I and I love him. But Andy Reid almost never wants to, and he does this in the playoffs. Make your drive the last drive of the half. I mean, yeah. he wants he wants to score with a minute and a half left and give the. I mean. Teams Time are favored to get a field goal if they get the ball back with 90 seconds in the NFL, yes. unless there's weather, yes. right? I mean, I, I know the Dolphins probably never had a shot to win that game because of the elements, but McDaniel was awful at the end of the half. They he got was. the ball with five minutes. They ran it six straight times, two first downs, and had third and four, and he throws this ridiculous Mostert straight sprint to the sideline pass and had no shot, and then an incomplete pass. Run it out, kick a field goal. You're still in the game at half. Yep. That third down play call was so bad. It was. What do you yeah. got, Brian? Uh, no, it's wild. Yeah. Like they'll, the Packers do this all the time. So I'm using them as another example yeah. that they want to, you know, do the double dip and they don't want to leave enough time on the clock for the other team. But then they run the clock down so far is that they actually handicap themselves of trying to score a touchdown. So they'll have a minute and a half left from, you know, the 40. They get inside, you know, to the to the 20 or the 10 inside of like a minute. They get down. They let it run all the way down the 30 seconds and they always run out of time. They actually uh, were thrown off on that where they threw the ball to the outside and they didn't get out of bounds because he was uh, the forward uh, progress. No forward progress. Clock kept running. No timeouts. Couldn't score a field goal even to end the half. Yeah, I guess so, the Bears, they blew that, that right before the half. It's ridiculous. But anyhow, it, it, it only comes into play. And when you're handicapping totals, game totals, in game too, you're thinking about how is this coach going to play? It's four and a half minutes. Is he trying to make this the last possession of the half? To be fair, I think it's a lot harder for us or for them to actually execute it than it is for us to predict it. Like, it's, it's like, and, and I'm agree. like, we all do it, especially when we're betting the game. We all have the Madden joystick in our hand and we're yeah. trying to call the plays and call. And, and then we want one thing to happen and then it doesn't happen and it leads to a cascade of other things. My brain, when I have a big wager, even if it's just like a regular game and I just have like a normal, like the brain just like does not stop. It's constant. The wheel is constantly churning. You're always trying to be two or three steps ahead. Um, looks like Baltimore's defense on the first two plays, a couple of steps ahead, a run for no gain, and then an incomplete pass. So a quick third and long situation coming up for the Texans, which is not where they want to be all day no, long. No, Not where these predictable passing downs. That we, we're, we'll talk about the game within the game here. McDonald, the D.C. for the Ravens, a lot of experience facing Stroud, not only this season, but he was the D.C. at Michigan in 21. When That was the first Michigan um, upset of the apple cart of Ohio State when that rivalry really started to turn. Hutchison had three sacks in that game back in 2021. And it looks like Stroud with his legs trying to be a factor here, but uh, predictably short of the first down. And it will be a quick, quick three and out for the Texans. Before that game, everybody wanted Harbaugh gone. Yeah, now he's right, the hottest yeah. commodity to get an NFL job. What, is he going to be with the Chargers, right? It has to be. Not, not Belichick's to going to, too Belichick's much, going to Atlanta. And, and I, we'll, we'll have time. The, the beauty of this day and doing shows in this window, the game obviously is the focus. We're not going to deviate off the game too much, but it gives us a chance the way football is kind of constructed to have these side conversations. And I'm glad that Mike brought up Harbaugh because it's Harbaugh and it's Belichick. I mean, these are two. Oh, we have a running into the kicker there. 
I didn't see the flak throw. We, have, it looked to, like, we have to rely on the graphics people. Yeah. Um, it looked like they hit the plant leg. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was like a like a graze or an actual hit. It doesn't look like the flag was thrown, though. So Baltimore's going to get the ball decent field position right around there on 30-yard line. And here we go. Now we get to see the script, the Lamar yep. Jackson, uh, the nerves. He's so nervous. It's a playoff game. <laughs> like, guys, what have we seen from Lamar Jackson in big games this year? What happened on Christmas night when the whole world yeah. was watching in San Francisco? Yeah, like if that game doesn't feel like a playoff game compared to this one, I don't know what else to tell you. And if Lamar Jackson kind of defecates down his leg here, then, then then fair. He has a playoff problem. But I don't think that's going to happen, and we'll find out on this drive. What do you got, Brian? I know this isn't a blanket statement, but just sort of this game's kind of starting. What is the most uh, viable market to to attack in-game? Is it the spread, money line, or the total? Which one do you think Good question. is the best one to really attack in-game? Well, I always think it's total. Um, Agreed. I've started to, in tennis, attack the game spread. And, and try Interesting. To create, I, I don't bet tennis. Create middles with game spread. Because like with that. money line, you're just you're trying to lock in a profit with yeah. plus numbers. Yeah. I think there's more opportunity. And they switch, I mean, and they switch mid-game when the server gets behind love. Yeah. Good. There's a lot of middles you can create in a ton of middles with a game spread. How about, mm -hmm. I'll give you another angle. How about live props when the game script really starts to, to secure itself? I'm not much of a prop better. Sure. And I don't know that any of uh, the, the outs I use even do it because I don't look for it. I know that's more limited in Nevada. It is. So it's live very spread on limited. Props. It's yeah. very limited. So it's not something that you're going to get rich on. But if you're watching the game, I always think, all right, this script is set at halftime. This team's yeah. behind the quarterback over yards, the running back under yards. So and again, it, it, it's not blanket, as Mike said, you can never. But there, there is no such thing as like a blanket live bet or a blanket strategy. Every strategy that I've ever implored in my 15, 20 years, you know, betting on sport, it's always been tweaked and changed at some point based on market conditions or, or you know, where things are going. Uh, first down on their uh, first two plays for the Ravens. So first down run, second down throw. And again, the script is what it's going to be. We're seeing, uh, I don't want to say conservative so far, the first three plays, but we haven't seen any deep shots down the field. We have not seen um, any significant play action or bootlegs or rollouts for Lamar Jackson. It's been kind of nip and tuck here in the early going. Yeah. The, the, the first three minutes of this game would suggest an under. It's yeah. a, a conservative game plan, uh, as you say it. And you're right. Everything evolves. The market evolves. Your philosophy yes. evolves. The game's rules change. Yes. I go back. I'm looking at some of these football games in the 90s. I, how did we ever tolerate that when they went out of, ran out of bounds with a live ball? The clock didn't start till the next play. That, how did we live through that? I mean, it's just so unacceptable today. It right? really yeah. is. There's a lot of, and <laughs> we already seeing Lamar Jackson easily break contain, get outside, first down. So right now it's been, as Peyton Manning likes to say on the Manning cast, first down, second down, first down. First down, second down, first down. <laughs> Avoid the third downs, and you can avoid because you no know pressure. Yeah, exactly. no pressure. You know, no third down. Lamar's so <laughs> scary, so nervous of this playoff game. Like you know, God forbid, there's a third down that he has to convert. I, I do though. What I have to say to you, Jared? I can never get it out of my head. <laughs> When he got COVID twice in the same year in the press conference where he said he's going to start reading up on it and asking people what this is all about. I can't get that out of my head when I watch him play. It's all I think about is that press conference. Man, I'll tell you what. I, I give Lamar a lot of credit. I, I, You know, the way that his agent or his lack thereof is he takes a shot over first the middle. Down. There's first his down, guy. Down, first, first, first down, down second down, first down. Yeah. I'll be yeah. honest, guys. If this is the offense for the Ravens today, I think Lamar looks okay. Now, it doesn't mean C.J. Stroud can't pull a rabbit out of his hat. I'm not saying that. These are the two ranked one and two quarterbacks on Cam Maldonado's list that folks were, were watching VSEN earlier. Today. Yeah. One versus two showdown in Baltimore. Big fan of Lamar Jackson, MVP of the league. Live bet Saturday and the Ravens opening drive. Maybe it's a touchdown on the other side. Hopefully it's Isaiah Likely scoring. We'll get to it next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Well, if you haven't already checked out the new vsin.com, brand spanking new. We have a new, fresh look, enhanced navigation, and a mobile-first focus. Time is money in sports betting. The site's pages have been built to load quickly. We also have expanded our educational content and strategy sections for both new and experienced bettors. Check out the new vsin.com today. And if you have questions about the sunsetting of the vsin app, please go to vsin.com slash FAQ. I ran into uh, Bill 80 uh, on, on my way here at Circa. He was very busy. Dealing with all the, I mean, listen, when you launch, I don't know if you ever launched a new website before, it ain't easy. You got bugs, fixes, this refresh, this code, that code. I'm not a website guy, but Bill's been Bill's been busy this week. Where are these new biographies that they put? <laughs> Elliot harassed me for a week about the new, bi- I said the biography they wrote seven years ago is perfect. It's still no, good. They, you have to changed. update it. I said, nothing has changed. So I sent him like a very terse. And he said, what about going to Notre Dame? I said, what does that have to do with this? You said relevant information, Elliot. I thought he was deducting points for each date. I didn't turn it in. Brian, what would what would the first line of your of your bio be on the Vison website? Would it be something about Vegas? Would it be something about gambling? Um, if it was for Vison's website, I would say that I'm a producer for well, yeah, live bet shows. Not that, not, and, not like your uh, title. But your story. Yeah, your story. Fun fact. Right? Give me a fun your sto- fact. Your story. Give me something. Oscar, Oscar export, two-time Packers owner. I think two-time Packers owner it. makes sense. Yeah, two-time I would say Packers former. I, for me, I'd probably say former financial advisor. I think that would be the hook for That's me. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, be a hook for me. Yeah, because. Obviously, it makes sense to go from financial advising to gambling. I'm sure yeah. that's what all financial advisors say to do. I went from broad, well, to be, some might say financial advising is also gambling. Uh, the stock market, in my opinion, is very similar to what we do here on a daily basis. The players are stocks. The teams are like ETFs. Um, all right, so let's get back to the business at hand. We have a winner to get to. Uh, Brian Ortega, plus money. Um, we saw the Ravens drive stall out. It basically went, I, I think the script looked good, Mike. Because it was run, 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 and then it was a couple play actions, and they tried to take a shot down the field. It wasn't there. Lamar, you know, hung in the pocket, and then they just ended up settling for the field goal. Third and 12, they they, they got about seven. They said, hey, we'll send Tucker out there as automatic, and he certainly was. He was. Um, he scrambled on first down, and he couldn't break the tackle, lost yeah, a few that, yards. Yeah, those two plays, those were tight, though. And, those were tight. And on third and, and 12, they got 10 and a half. Yeah. But conservative, they took, you know, they have Tucker in their pocket, which no other team does in the, in the playoffs. So a promising start. And if you're Houston, hey, we only gave up three, and now we just get our, got our first out of the game. Yeah. All right, Brian, go ahead. Give your victory lap here on your first uh, score bet. Yes. Yep. Uh, big shout out to Mike Palm, who reminded me, kind of like how when you're playing craps and the craps dealer tells you, hey, make sure you bet the bet you always bet, like the hard ways yeah. or whatever. 
So I went to go bet it, and I actually got a better number on the sheet. It said plus 115. It was plus 155 at the counter, probably because oh, wow. the weather was good. That's they found out the weather was good, so they were probably good. It's really good. That means we made some money. Yeah, I was going to say. That number moved that That's much. exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Made, they were betting that it was going to be a touchdown. That's an early yeah. win for the house Circa. here. Um, <laughs> Which I did note that I also lost a bet there because first team to score I also had bet was the Texans, and it was ended up being the Ravens. So. Yeah, yeah what can you do? that but I'll is take the true. Win. But if you bet two bets at plus money and you go one and one, you, sir, are a winner. I'll take it. And at this stage of the postseason, if you are up money, you should feel good. All right. First glance here, Texans offense, Ravens defense. Baltimore is preventing any push in the run game they can't and run in the, the screen ball. game. They're, they're not going to be able to line up and run the ball. They are not. No. And, and the Ravens are playing too high right now, and they still can't run the ball. So I, I think this is going to be on C.J. Stroud's shoulders, and um, he's already running for his life. That was a very interesting oh, throw. That, that was ball. complete. I wonder if uh, he doesn't catch it. Do you call P.I. there? Probably. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's like the NBA. When they miss the layup, then they blow the whistle. Yeah, I hate right? that. They do. They, do. they wait and see it. if they make the – Oh, that. it rolled off. There's a foul that. three seconds later. So the Ravens are getting pressure <laughs> with their front four. Um, that was kind of like a lollipop to the outside into <laughs> double coverage. A spinning. It looked yeah. like a punt. I don't know what that was. But, hey, hey. it's a completion, and, and, and now the Texans get a chance to uh, run themselves into plus territory, and then a false start backs them up five right out of the gate. John Hussey. John Hussey. Um, <laughs> really quick. I, do we have numbers on, on uh, Mr. Hussey? I don't know if we, if he's more on the conservative or the uh, aggressive uh, 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 see flag if I got thrower. Some notes. What do you got, Brian? I have some notes on Hussey. Oh, no, I was going to do something else, but you're good. Well, NFL ref stats, they DM me a lot. But if you're watching the show, shout out. I, I really appreciate those numbers. They were the ones that, that sent me the Sean Hockley notes earlier today. Um, or earlier this week. And, yeah, that looked like a false start on Tunsil there on the left tackle. Of course, that's their stud left tackle. Laramie. Banged up last week, um, coming back to play this week. So first and 10 turns into first and 15. Um, there's my guy Schultz with his first catch of the game. So cross one off the board. I went over 33 and a half on Schultz's receiving yards prop. Um, at tight end, again, the, 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 the prop market, and, Mike, I think – because of how popular the prop market has become to kind of go off on a little bit of tangent here as we'll get second and six for the Texans coming up. The prop market in the playoffs is always intriguing to me. I like betting on the obscure, smaller guys in the playoffs. I think by the time we get to the postseason, you've got the, the top guys kind of figured out. Um, and the coaches like to throw wrinkles in the playoffs. So especially with this late game with the Shanahan LaFleur game, like how about like the bottom of the board guy scoring touchdowns, you know, like a Bo Melton or somebody like that on Green Bay um, or on the Niners. Maybe it's, you know, an Iuke if it's not the Debo route. Uh, that's got to be um, that's got to be uh, intentional grounding, right? In the pocket and nobody there. Not even, yeah, that, 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 that failed all the metrics. It has to be. Nobody this, on that side of the field. Yeah, they're going to throw the flag here. It's going to be third and long for the Texans. But prop market in the postseason, does it change for you? How you kind of view it at all? Booking it? I know you're not a big better, but yeah. booking it, does it kind of shift? Uh, well, you get more action to it. And, more, and, and the, yeah. the numbers come out earlier, right? And the earlier, limits are higher. Limits are higher. And... Um, You'll, you'll take a few more bets before you move it because you know you're going to get more volume, right? Interesting. I like it because as the years go by, what was like a Super Bowl book is slowly shifting <laughs> yeah. backwards, right? And yeah, we're it makes it easier for yeah, the Super Bowl. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So these, and these guys are tasked with all year thinking of new and creative things that they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my dad told me this like a couple weeks ago uh, that he's like, oh, I used to bet all the props for the Super Bowl. Now everybody's doing it. It's so like, well, dad, that's how the markets are going now. It's not just because you do it, but it's like, you know, you get standalone games. I love that you you guys have so many props here. Also, something unique that you do here at uh, Circus Sports is you have no props, which, like, will they score a touchdown? No. no. We always have the two-way yeah, market, well, which is no, always <laughs> Any book that doesn't offer the no, you're not getting a fair yeah. price. That doesn't mean you can't bet it, but you're not getting a fair price. Uh, we've tried to get better, right? Obviously, we, you can't be all things to all people, so that's yeah. one of the charges. A bigger in-game menu and a bigger prop menu. Like, in the NBA, they want to bet props more than they want to bet That's all they want to bet? All, that's all NBA bettors want to bet. Yeah. Not I'm going to say every NBA better, but, but the majority of NBA bettors. The younger generation, my generation, 30, 20s, and 30s. I, I told you, it, and, and Bedard's hurt now, right? Yeah. But we opened in Illinois, 
We have more handle on Bedard shot on goal props than we do on side or total of Black Hockey every single game. That it's amazing. Surprise me at well, all. there's guys that bet thousands of dollars on yeah. the, on these shots on goal props every game. You can't get them to bet over under six and a half, but the, the shots, <laughs> shots on goal props they they pound them. I, I think the pro and again the prop market. It's never been my cup of tea either. I think I like to use the prop market as a guide for game scripting. So if I like a side yeah. or total, I like to use the prop market as like the undercard of scripting out the game how I think the side or total will land but when you start raising limits and it, it was intentional grounding and it's third and 21 here for the Texans and this is going to be a punt another punt um, for Houston so I, again they moved it I don't even want to count that throw that was like noodle arm quackadoo there because that was very fortunate. Not a very good offensive showing for Houston here in the first quarter. Well, Stroud's quick to exit the pocket. Yeah. We've seen that, right? He's trying to roll right on almost Four every... man rush. Yeah, he's They're to... not bringing the <laughs> nope. heat here, which allows the Ravens to defend seven in the back. Like, this is going to be a tough day for this for this Texans offense. By the way, you guys asked for a John Hussey stat. Yeah. So, uh, John Hussey, with teams against the spread, he's 81-58-3 to the home team. Also, straight up he is 35 and 12 to the home team as well so take that as you will um i think that's probably what most referees are what is john hussey what is he what's his real these are part-time officials what's oh, his occupation yeah. oh, well, i have to go look lawyer that up. insurance salesman Rod torbert's a lawyer i know I, that well lawyer lawyer makes sense i i think the best reps are lawyers Hockey, yeah, they you are. gotta be ron, a lawyer ron winter remember ron winter yeah he was a he was a professor at western michigan university wow tony Carinti was a high school social can we studies bring these teacher guys back you can I you would. put can you put those guys I like wish. the territory in the booth right these guys guys have zero person most of them have zero personality yeah they don't have Steratore had a personality Derek said who he was concerned he said Mike who did the Lions draw for the I said you got the best guy Vinovich yeah Vinovich is solid Vinovich and Sheffers I don't know why Sheffers gets the Super Bowl Bowl out of rotation there Vinovich because of that pass interference call in New Orleans the Rams what did that have to do with him he has nothing to do with the pass interference in the quarter but I think Vinovich controls the game as good as anybody do you Uh, think go ahead Brian go ahead oh yeah John Hussey is the CEO and co-founder of Cuddly a Marketplace built specifically for I animal bet he's a lawyer. groups. You know what Brad Allen is? He's the CEO of a nonprofit. Yep. That tells you all you want to know. Yep. That's how you got to do it. Yeah. I love that. So I, I think um, I think the referees, and now again, I, I NFL ref stats on Twitter. He yeah. sends me a lot of nuggets. He's awesome. He was here a couple Fantastic. weeks ago. Fantastic. Very. And a lot of these, and the the sports bet, like the expansion of the sports betting space, has allowed for a lot of these niche creators to come in and a lot of them are pretty darn helpful like i like seeing if a referee favors a certain call or not it helps me with trying to figure out the game script lots to get to ravens back on the field with their offense on the other side it's baltimore with the early lead here on visa live on saturday Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 